Can England cause a surprise? Who's watching the World Cup on the telly? Who's going to be the star? And who's going to be wearing the best kit? It's all coming up on Squad Goals from Kiss. This is Squad Goals from Kiss FM UK. Well, hello and welcome to Squad Goals from KISS, yes. the little corner of KISS where we're just chatting a little bit of football ahead of the World Cup. Sammy here, joined by Ricky from KISS Breakfast. Hello. And we've got Bex hanging out with us as well. Hey, guys. What's going down? Do you know what? Uh, the World Cup is not too far away. I'm so excited. I say this every single time. I'm not going to get excited about the World Cup because I don't think England are going to do that well. And every single time, I end up getting sucked in to the media frenzy and I'm so excited for the World Cup. I can't wait for it. You got World Cup fever? Um, of course, of course. <laughs> obviously not for England because obviously full, they have like a 4% chance of winning this, uh, <laughs> this year. I quite like that though. I quite, that's I'll making, take 4%. That's making me feel more optimistic about doing well because oh, nobody on. thinks that we're going to do well if that makes sense the kind yeah. of twisted logic the pressure's not on exactly no <laughs> pressure and the team seem like I've, I've seen a couple of like players interviews and stuff and they seem like they're in a better headspace than in other competitions oh definitely in, in I think that what was it Carl Walker was talking about this I think this morning I read that there's a lot more like unity between the teams. So I think they yeah. have like I think they could do we've got like good players and stuff yeah. but you know the English curse I feel like he's upon us and I just don't hold your breath. We'll go through some previews to the World Cup, you know, who we think is going to smash it, how England are going to do. And we'll also ask you for some World Cup predictions as well. Yep. Uh, first of all, what's your World Cup game plan? I mean, are you going to be watching every single game? Are you going to have be glued to it? The last time I watched every single game, as it happened, was in 2006. Okay. And uh, obviously, I, I can't do that now because I've got a full-time job. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a couple of jobs. So I can't do that anymore. So I'll, I'll be watching a lot of things on, on uh, like the highlight shows or whatever. But obviously, every single England game, all the big ones I'll be watching, all the, the, the high-profile games. Where will you be watching it? Um, so, since France 98, I haven't watched an England game uh, with anybody other than my family at home. Same, that's it. Because I think there was a game where I think we were playing Romania and with uh, Phil Neville like yeah. famously like took somebody out in the last yeah. couple of minutes or whatever. And I felt that that was a bad omen, so I'd stopped watching them <laughs> with other people. Uh, but I, this time around, I'm going to watch all the England games like with friends, probably in a pub somewhere mm. with just a lot of atmosphere and stuff like that. Yeah, I think I'm the same, literally. Because um, we're normally like, me, my dad, my brother, my uncles, are literally living room, banter, yeah. widescreen TV, yeah, let's yeah. get going, a couple of beers, and yeah. then let's go. But I think this year as well, my friend texted me and was like, oh, we should get some of our old friends. That's a um, good idea. And watch it together. That's a so, good idea. Yeah. That's there's a, a clash, idea. though, that no one's thought about. Go on. What if there's a big game and Love Island at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> What Love do you watch? Island. Love Island will have to get like, yeah. like recorded and then what? <laughs> if England goes to extra time or something, that, that, that lot can wait. I don't trust anyone that goes into Love Island in a World Cup year. Yes, true. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? You're missing six weeks of yeah, the World Cup. That's You're not missing cool. the whole thing. That's not cool. <laughs> the price of fame, hey? All right. England, inexperienced. But could they cause a surprise or is it just going to be same old, same old and it's all going to be over within a week? I Bex? think they're going to start off well. I think, because we've got some, like I said, decent players. Yeah. You know, obviously my man Kano, captain in the team. <laughs> Kano. Listen, you know, he's, I actually think he's proper world-class out here. He is a world-class, he's, he's a world-class player. Is he our only world-class player? Uh... <sighs> Probably, yeah. Probably, consistently. Like, how many other England players? Maybe Carl Walker. Maybe 
Uh, but how many other players in their that you know their positions would get into most other teams? Harry Kane would definitely get into yeah. most most teams. I think maybe Carl Walker. Um, at a push, but definitely Harry Kane. All right, and then do you think, though, that the inexperience might serve them well? They might go out there with no fear? Definitely, yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, I, I, think, th- I think so. I think um, there's a lot There's a lot of inexperience in the team, though, isn't there? There isn't much experience at all. Inexperience got Phil Jones. Just, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Phil Jones is going to start. Do you reckon he'll start? No, he's definitely not. He's a backup Sorry. player. Cahill might start, though. He's, the, he's got a bit of experience and he played well in the friendly. He did That's play true. well and he's also a bit of a goal threat at set pieces as well. So I'd, I'd go with Cahill, personally. Loves a towering header. He does. Because <laughs> only Tunisia squad have less caps overall than England out of all the World Cup sides and I think it's only by like 10 that Tunisia have less so actually quite interesting that that's the first game it's the two sides with the least experience we've got quite a nice group though Mm. and okay Belgium's going to be difficult but like I know England aren't fancied but we should get out of this group I think as long as we win our first game I think it's imperative that we I don't care how we win but it could be a 1-0, it could be like a last-minute penalty. We just have to win the Definitely. first game. And then, I, and then I think it's fine after that. I think it's not plain sailing, but I think, I think we could uh, put on a really good run. But I think if we don't win the first game, things are going to get tricky. Because I'm not quite sure how many ways of playing Gareth Southgate has got for this. I don't think we've got a plan B, really. I haven't seen a plan B no. yet. So when when have we ever really? It, had a plan? Yeah, very very true, Bex. Very, We're very England. True. We only need a plan, eh? <laughs> true, very true. I mean, um, who do you think then should definitely be starting for England, Bex? In goal, Ooh. <laughs> it's hard, isn't I it? Know, it's, hard. it's between Pickford, it's Pickford or Butland, isn't it? I mean, really? I think if Butland hadn't have been injured over the last year or year or so, like he had quite a yeah. serious injury, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. I think he would have been like a shoo-in as the number one. But I think Pickford has done really, really well uh, in the Premier League over the last year or so. Um, he's done well when England have called upon him. I think he play- his distribution is the big thing that everyone's mm. talking about. He's very good with his feet. Uh, and obviously, Southgate wants to play out from the back. So I think he's better at doing that than Butland is. So I think that's why Pickford should be and will be our starting goalie. And number one. And number one, yeah, yeah. I think, I think as a as a shot stopper, maybe I think Butland's better. He's a better, he's a better old school goalkeeper. But this is a this is a new school game know, now. We're but, in a new school era. But then you know the, the argument of a bit of just experience over you know young potential. You know, kind of, especially in goal. Yeah, exactly. I just think, well, oh, we just had so many risky moments over the years of yeah. just dodgy goalkeepers. But we've got John Stones in defence. We're always going to have risky moments. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think about Carl Walker at centre back? Because obviously that's not his natural position, but he's quite good there. Yeah, but- he was good, and because I think Trippier, obviously, he's an excellent um, crosser of the ball. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I just think you need to keep him there. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, you know, Carl yeah. Walker, Mr. Speed Machine. Exactly. I and think Mr. Strength. That's uh, Bex is exactly right. I think because Carl Walker is so fast playing at centre back. He'll be able to get himself out of. Definitely. He can make a mistake and get himself out of a, a lot of tricky yeah. situations. I think John Stones. John Stones is a brilliant footballer, but he likes to take risks. Which yeah. that's why we like him. But he does like to take risks. Sometimes those risks go wrong, um, and I think it'll be imperative that Carl Walker's there to kind of like sweep up a mm. little bit. So, would you have Maguire in in the three uh, centre back, or do you have him as a first kind of option? I'm not. I'm not convinced on Maguire. Yeah, I'm not sold on him either. I'm not conv- I don't know why. I know that he's been getting a lot of good pressure, done a lot of good things, but I, I would still. I know that Gary Cahill kind of represents maybe you know like you know uh, an era foregone or whatever where that hasn't done well, but I think he would do. He's the experience that we need in that back four in, or that back three, I'd say. So I'd put 
Carl Walker on the right of the three, Stones in the middle, and then Cahill on the left. I'm definitely, again, about Cahill and the experience. Yeah. That's a strong three. That's a strong three. It's it's an okay three. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. That is a strong three. (laughs) Most nations would not take any of those centre-backs, but yeah, it's okay for us. You you have to use what you got, haven't you? Exactly. You can't can't moan about what we don't have. Uh, Let's look at the midfield. It's a difficult one because you obviously could go to Offensive with Henderson and Dyer, but it's just yep. so boring. Mm-hmm. So boring. You might I, as well play 4 4 I want to see Jesse Lingard have a go. I think Jesse Lingard lights up a pitch whenever he plays. Do you know what? I think I like the way that Jesse Lingard's played for Manchester United this season, I was when it came to the end of the season, I was thinking, do you know what? Lingard has to go in b- before Deli Alley, because I think he's had a better season yeah. than Deli Alley. But Deli Alley has played for a long time with Harry Kane and you need that we need to get the best out of mm. Harry Kane so I think and also Lingard has also played well coming off the bench for Manchester United so I think we were talking about having a plan B he could be part of the plan B when you need to change it and kind of have some fresh legs and some fresh ideas and he's got a goal in him as well so I'd, I'd, I'd start with, with Ali and you know swap him for, yeah. for Lingard coming off the bench if we needed to that's what I would do Would you play Hendo and Dyer together? <sighs> I wouldn't I personally mm, would I? It's very pragmatic. It is pragmatic. But do you I'm know what? Yeah. Do you know what? Because England <laughs> plays such conservative football, and we yeah. play. Pro- I think we play conservatism because obviously we're not always that confident when it yep. comes to our international yep. matches. Yep. So I'd rather, obviously, like I said, four percent chance of winning. I was reading it on the BBC Sport this morning, <laughs> um, according to some like scientific, I don't know, machine that right. like. Oh, okay. I've no, learned that saying. you're very much a percentages player. Yeah. <laughs> you're like the Tony Pulis of international football. I don't know. It's just, do you know what? Because when you've got a track record, I just feel like, you know, you just stick to... Do you know what I thought I'd say, Bex? I think in the past, we've had players... We've had, we haven't had a, a full team where most of the players are really comfortable on yeah. the ball, like receiving the ball, you know, taking people on or going around people. I think most of these players that we've got in this squad are really comfortable on the ball which mm-hmm. is a massive massive change to years gone by so I, I, don't, I, I think I think maybe you go for in midfield you go for Eric Dyer. I think he's more defensive minded than Jordan yep. Henderson so I say he's the, the steal that we need in the defensive midfield position but then I'd go I'd go Deli Ali and Raheem Sterling like just throw him in yeah, let's, go, let's get on to Sterling he's got a start he's had Definitely. a brilliant season yeah. uh, for Man City but he's so frustrating he Every time he plays, and he just he's so wild with all his shots, and he That's often gets himself into such wow, good positions. Wow, wow. And that might that, be what we need a little bit. That sometimes. final ball just needs to improve. If he can, if he can find that magic touch, though, we've got one hell of a player. His finishing is isn't isn't great. It's not. It's the, improved though. It has improved, but it's not great. But a lot of the goals that he scored for Manchester City, due to the way they play, they're normally tappings, like most of them. So tapping merchant. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way he's got so many goals because of the way they play. Um, but he still got he still gets himself into those positions to score those goals. You're right. He's not the best finisher. Like I can't really see him scoring like you know from the edge of the box or from outside of the box. Maybe um, it's under legs. pressure. I worry about yeah. like Sterling. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. can score three against Southampton at home, yeah. but like you even saw in the Manchester derby when he missed so many chances and the pressure was really on Man yeah, City. I know they won yeah. the title anyway, but they wanted to do it that day. Yeah. And in that England game against Nigeria, when everyone was watching, mm. you just felt like, come on, Sterling, just yeah. just just cool it down and be yeah. a bit more clinical, be a bit more Harry Kane. I agree, but I, I, I do feel like I've seen a maturity in his game since um, and 
he's advanced as well being under Pep Guardiola. Yeah, definitely. He, he can now receive the ball, he can turn, he can go either way, he can go left, he can go right, and he can he can thread a good pass through as well. So I'm confident, I'm confident, <laughs> I'm confident. I think he'll step up. I okay. think he really will step up. Let's look at some other nations in the World Cup. Who's going to be the uh, star of this World Cup, do you Ooh. think? I mean, obvious, the obvious ones are uh, Ronaldo, who was brilliant in the Euros, yeah. uh, Messi, who <laughs> fell so short last time in the final yeah. against Argentina just didn't turn up for that big match and yeah. I think if, if he performs in that game he's, he's the greatest player of all time and it's absolutely no debate yeah. whereas now there's still some debate but it's got to be Mo, if he can make it back from injury it's got to be Mo Salah's World Cup you think? come on he's um, I, um, if, he, yeah, if he does come back from it I honestly think he's going to do it he's going to be the star player I don't think so what? No, I think he'll be burnt I think he'll be burnt no. out he's, had, I think, he's had such a good season for Liverpool and he's played a lot of games. He scored a lot of goals. And coming back from injury, yeah, but the way he about, like the way obviously he got tackled by oh, Sergio Ramos. Exactly. Listen, I think he's got a lot to prove. I think he's going to want to come back. He, he's definitely going to want to come back. Smashing. He's definitely going to want to play. But I just always feel that when you take a player to the World Cup that has an injury just before, mm. we've seen it with Beckham, we've seen it with Rooney. They just never perform because they're not they're not ready. They're not they're not match fit. They're not. They've probably still got like a bit of an injury. There's probably a bit of doubt in their mind that they might they might be a of the injury as well I just don't think it's I don't think it's his World Cup I think it was ruined the moment that he clashed with Sergio Ramos I really do I hope I hope I'm wrong I hope he has an amazing World Cup but that's what I think is there a couple of left field choices that you might expect to do well you know could Eden Hazard finally step I up to the plate so, for Belgium on, on paper Belgium yeah should absolutely they should not, win they, they should win it but their mental fortitude I don't know what's gone on yeah, but yeah. it's it's kind of shocking but you know, I think Hazard. Hazard, I would, lo- I would love to see Hazard do well. I think if he I can link he up, he'll start off doing well. They've got such a good team, mm-hmm. like him, De Bruyne, like uh, Lukaku. Mm-hmm. If they, if it all just clicks for them, they could go on no. such a good run. No. And it's not even hope- looking at like defence. You got like Toby Alderweireld, Vertonghen, Courtois, and It's a brilliant, brilliant team. Company if he's fit, yeah. like it's, it's insane. It really is. And then you got all these backups. Yeah, yeah. Lukaku. But I- they, they fell short in a big game against like against Wales. Like no disrespect, and I know they had Bale, and it was a special. run for them but yeah. really like they shouldn't have been losing a game like that and you wonder if they've got a, almost like England fragility yeah. to them where that when the pressure's really on can they get through those tests and I don't think yeah. I don't love Roberto I'm Martinez not, as a he's manager such a nice guy yeah he's a but, nice guy, but yeah do you know what I think it is with with the Belgium this Belgium squad they've got the same thing that England had a few years ago with, with what, individualism it, it's, I, I think it's that golden generation uh, thing okay. so they're, they're expected to do so well because they've got such top players yeah. I, I just think the pressure's just going to get too much because they're, they're, they're more a team of I've seen it as that they're a team of individuals rather yeah. than an actual team. They've got great players, mm. but can they Work string well that all together? together? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what I think. Who might be like a surprise package? For me, I think Colombia could be good again. Yeah. They were very, yeah. very yeah. good in the last mm-hmm. World Cup. Yeah. Peru. Have you seen Peru play? I've they heard. are they yeah. are amazing. They're, what a passing side. Uh, Peru, the, the team that have got, the country that have got that striker that isn't allowed to go because of yeah, some, but he, like, but some he is ban. now. Yeah, he had, he a, got, drug, he had a drugs ban, um, I think for cocaine. But it was really harsh. Apparently it was like really, really innocuous. And all the captains of the other nations in his group, Group C, so like that include like Ica Casillas, yep. uh, pleaded to FIFA to yep. allow him to play. So he, he is cleared uh, to start. That's a huge boost That's for him. That's a massive yeah. boost, massive boost. And I think it'll be. His, I think he's coming to the end of his career as well, so it'll be his last World Cup, definitely. So And Croatia. Have you that? Have you seen that midfield? Have you seen that midfield? They're always they're always one to watch out for, man. They're always they won't win it, but they'll play some tasty football for sure. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I think um, 
just Modric, right? Like yeah. Modric is just one like of the Modric, Rakitic yeah, in that yeah. midfield. I mean, there's, there's a lot of very, very good players. Yeah, very good. I think they're, they're a dark horse. They're one to watch, definitely. All right, let's have a look at the big favourites, though. Uh, the bookies have, at the moment, on the majority, got Brazil. Yeah. As as the favourites, that's, that's, yeah. that's my favourite. They have got a really, really strong Is that yours team. Well, yeah, 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 hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I think even though they got absolutely annihilated and humiliated <laughs> against uh, Germany last time around, I think they've got so much to prove. I think Neymar's on fire. Yeah. I think I, I I just think they've got a lot of young players. They've got a good mix between Coutinho. Yeah, they've just got. I think the the it's just the lining like perfectly for them. I think they're going to go all the way. Germany always. In and about. Yeah. I mean, they're showing off leaving Leroy Sané off the plane, oh, aren't they? I that can, is just I arrogance. That. I why? Like, that. Why? So what I heard, what I read, was that apparently, because Leroy Sané joined the squad probably just after they won the World Cup last time around, um, there's a, and there's still a lot of the members of the, the World Cup team from before, yeah. um, apparently they're saying, or there's been reports that he's he's been a bit too big for his boots maybe after the, the season that he's had and apparently it caused a bit of unrest and apparently some <laughs> of the players were saying if you pick him we're not going to play or, oh, really? or they're, they're not going to be happy about it so I think it was more of a case of he was being a bit a big time Charlie and uh, Joachim Lowe was like okay I'm going to have to leave you out for the sake of the team not Based on ability, but based on attitude. But that, I mean, given the season he's had, it's, I think it's ludicrous exactly. to leave him out. That doesn't it, really make sense. For the sake of the team, make, that's a bit lame. It doesn't make yeah. sense to me. I, I, I think you take him, even if you play him as a bit part player, but you, you've got to take him. That's, exactly, if you want to win. It's ridiculous to me. He was, he was easily probably... I'd arguably the best young player in Europe last last season. Exactly. Right? So you got to take him. Well, he's definitely best player. He was the best young player in the Premier League. I mean, he, he won the award. He yeah. won. Obviously, uh, Ryan Sessegnon was very close, but you know that <laughs> absolute travesty. Um, Spain uh, looking yes. strong as well. France, though, what a team France have. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've left Lacazette, Martial at home. I mean, can you Benzema imagine? As well, I don't think Benzema's going, is he? No, he's no, not. He's not. And England, we were we were upset that Jack Wilshere missed out <laughs> on the side. <laughs> I mean, France came so close in the Euros. Surely they've got to be there or thereabouts. I mean, have you seen the goal that they scored against Italy? Uh, Usman Dembele scored oh, yes, an yeah, absolute yeah, yeah, cracker yeah, yeah, yeah. against Italy, and they had a bit of a look about them that said, "Like, yeah, we know we're good." <laughs> yeah, I think France are one of those teams where they can struggle in qualifying they can struggle on the way there but once they get a bit like the way Italy usually are they once they get to a finals they just know Definitely how to perform about Italy, they didn't make it they didn't make it this time around no but um, but I think France are going to be that team where they, they get there and then everything falls into place mm. well I mean you remember like 2002 when they had players like Henri Trezeguet yep. Gibral Cisse and they didn't get a single goal yep. so like <laughs> yep, exactly. it's not like France don't have previous I mean exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the fallout yeah because France was, always fall out of themselves 2010 yeah, yeah. Patrice Evra and yeah, 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 yeah. that whole big debacle. So yeah, they they normally kind of implode, but you know they got Griezmann, they got Pogba, mm. they've got they're, they're a good team, they're a good team. So I think about Belgium, it's a bunch of individuals. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I just think France always seem to pull it together when they need to. I don't know how they do it, but they they seem. Do you to think do it. Yeah. Pogba will show some magic? He's got a lot to prove, isn't he? As in so Pogba. much. Mm. He's got a lot to prove, and I think I think he'll he's going to try and play out of his skin. So. He had a really poor friendly, actually. And Did actually, he? so bad that some people in France are saying he might have cost himself a place in the side. Oh, wow. Like, he was really, really poor. Just didn't look like he wanted to be there at all, wow. which isn't like Paul Pogba at all. So I don't understand how that's come about. Yeah, I think I saw an interview where he was saying... Like, the journalists were getting at him saying you walk everywhere on the pitch and you don't you don't run and he's like well that's just my style like mm. if you don't like my style 
don't pick me. <laughs> so, which is fair. Which is fair. He said that you know sometimes Messi walks around on the pitch. You don't have a go at him because he's. But yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, bit yeah. Of, letting a bit of fire into yeah, Lionel Messi. Yeah. That's dangerous ground from <laughs> from Paul Pogba there. Uh, Argentina uh, always there or there about their attacking options are incredible. To leave Mauro Icardi, who has scored a phenomenal amount of goals, yep. watching it at home. Is, is stunning. Obviously, you've got Aguero, you've got Messi, mm-hmm. so I heard, you've got Higuain. Exactly. I heard that Lionel Messi is so important to Argentina with regards to like the behind the scenes. So he's... like What he says goes, basically. Oh, they, really? They, they, he, you wouldn't argue with you. Well, no. So apparently, he, if he doesn't like a certain player, doesn't think it's going to suit his style... He doesn't want him in the team, so I think that's that's kind of where they they're kind of saying that you know Lionel Messi has a lot to do. Yeah. I think that's fair enough selection. though, because he's the best yeah, of the best, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, and, so. and I actually do think that Leo Messi is going to have the tournament of his of his life. I really do. I think Aguero and him are going to set it alight. Mm. I really do. I really do. And then the important battle, obviously, is the kits. Uh, yeah. we, we haven't we haven't touched on that yet, and surely no one's going to touch Nigeria in that department. Well, have you seen Australia's kit? Yes. Oh, that's a bit. I don't really like that. I don't know if like the things on the shoulders were like meant to signify the outback or something. No. <laughs> Nigeria's kit is obviously amazing. Have you seen the tracksuit that goes with the kit? No, I haven't. No. Have a look at the tracksuit. Has that sold out as well? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> the tracksuit is like something that Tiny Temple would wear. To like the <laughs> it's phenomenal. It really is. It really is. Check it out if you Germany's get kit, I saw that. I don't know. That is not nice. No. There's too many squares yeah. going on it across yeah. the front. Yeah, I'm not yeah. a big fan of that. I quite I'm a bit of a traditionalist. I quite like a kit that reflects the, the flag. So England's kit, I always find that it's just a little bit meh. Mm. Like, I, I want it to do you a bit You must hate more. Holland's kit. There's no orange in it. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, I like the kits that, that, that reflect the flag. Like, that's why I love Brazil's kit. It's just, yeah. it's like, that's the perfect kit for me with regards to... Colourful as well. And colourful, yeah. Adds a bit of spice to it. This has been like one of the worst promoted World Cups, though. I don't know why. You're right. I don't feel like the World Cup fever in like the main public is quite there yet. Do you know what? Normally there's loads of massive billboards yeah, with like, you know, there's a Nike poster with like the, the biggest Nike star and Adidas have had a campaign on TV. Do you remember like the advert where Brazil were kind of going through the airport doing that keepy up yeah, and stuff? Yeah. And then you had the, the, the one with David Beckham and Zidane and like doing free kicks. There haven't, there, there, there hasn't seemed to have been that. No. There's no World Cup songs either. Normally there's a World Cup oh, song. Oh, well, Will Smith's, what, Will Smith's released one. Oh, the one with, um, is it Diplo yeah. and, and Jay Belvin, but I mean like good ones. <laughs> <laughs> I love Will Smith, but yeah, I don't know about it. There's no waving flag yet. Anyone that thinks waving wa- flag. Anyone that thinks Wacker Wacker is better than waving flag <laughs> shouldn't have an opinion. They shouldn't be allowed uh, to comment on things like this. Also, it doesn't help with Russia Saudi Arabia as the uh, as the yeah. opening game. Yeah, yeah. Who do you reckon is going to win that? Oh, I I always go for the host nation because you do have a lot of support and yeah. and Russia will be up for it yeah. their team is really not great this time I mean yeah, which is unfortunate because when it's your own World Cup you really... they got, they've got a lot of injuries though, haven't they yeah and I think they're just struggling for for form and right. it's always difficult as well when you don't have a qualifying campaign though so you're just playing two years worth of, of friendlies yeah. but no it's going to be tricky for Russia I think they will come through that opening game against mm. Saudi Arabia I hope it's an absolute classic I remember Germany I think Costa Rica couple of years ago yeah that rings a bell that yeah, was an yeah, absolute yeah. screamer of an opening game yeah. 4-2 I just yeah. want lots of goals yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I think that's the way that it's going to go now I think this World Cup is going to be very very swashbuckling I think people are not going to try and 
play pragmatic football. Mm. I think they're going to go all out to just try and win games and score a lot of goals. Well, that's been the theme of this season, really. And when you yeah. look at the two Champions League finalists in Liverpool and Real Madrid, that's literally how they play. It's just Absolutely. we're going to score more goals mm. than you. Yeah. And and hopefully that will transcend into the stars of play that we see. We all yeah. just, all we want is goals, entertainment yeah. and a stupid gimmick like Paul the Octopus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do, yeah. do you think it's going to be an entertaining one? I think it will be because there's already like so much umming and ahhing about players and stuff like that and obviously meeting on the field and especially going back to Mo Salah I think like people have got a lot to prove and I think yeah. you know when we talk about Pogba I think you know I want to see magic this yeah. World Cup you know like I feel like we're missing all those back when Ronnie brought back like the stepovers and there was Maradona like do you know what I mean but oh I Maradona I just <laughs> Maradona oh, we, just... Need, we need some magic to yes. be added to. and also because there's some big nations not there I think mm. without Italy there yeah. without Holland there without the yeah. USA there who I know like they're I mean, no minnows anymore. They're a good team. They're a good side normally. Yeah. They, can, they can really play now. I think that we'll hopefully, though, uh, step up to the plate and some of the smaller nations. Mm. Like I'm interested to see how Panama get on yeah. yep. their first World Cup. I mean, yeah, they announced yeah. a national holiday <laughs> that they were so excited. See, they the right exactly. idea. <laughs> they have the right Bring idea. That team spirit like, to the nation, yes. All right, well, I'm going to get some predictions of you guys oh. in a moment. But first, uh, I asked your counterparts, Ricky, Melvin and Charlie, uh, to give us some World Cup predictions. So uh, let's see what they came up with. OK, Mystic Melvin. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Yes, I am ready. For some World Cup predictions. Mm-hmm. The opening game, I want to know what you think the score will be between Russia and Saudi Arabia. <laughs> um, I think it's going to be 1-0 to Russia. Okay. The host will win it on the first game. Yeah, yeah, because they're going to have the support of the people. Good stuff. Big game this on the Friday night. Spain versus Portugal. <sighs> Local derby. That's a tough one. Uh, because um, Spain do lovely paella, so they have the energy <laughs> from all that rice. So I say 2-1 to them. Okay, the big one. Mm-hmm. England v Tunisia. Ooh, we've, we've got that one. England you free, sure? Yeah, 3-0. 3-0 England. Finally, the World Cup winner. What nation's going to win the World Cup? Germany. Mystic Melvin? Yeah. We'll see if they come true. They will. Oh, okay. I can predict the future. Oh, okay, there we go. Thank you, Melvin. No, thank you. Charles? Yes. Melvin's given some predictions. Oh, gosh. These are going to be interesting. So you need to beat Melvin. Right, OK. First game, Russia versus Saudi Arabia. It's not a classic, but who's going to win? Russia. 2-1. Probably the first big game, local derby. Yeah. Spain, Portugal. Spain, 2-0. 2-0 to Spain. OK. The first England game, Monday night, England v Tunisia. Who's going to win? And what's the score? Oh, gosh. All right, I'm going to go 1-0 England. I can see that happening. Can you? Horrible cagey affair that we win and everyone's still upset. Yeah, but I think, yeah, that's what I mean. I think people are going to be upset and angry because they're going to say the team hasn't performed that well, but we've still won. That's classic. Finally, the overall winner. I am going to say, well, see, I backed Spain on the breakfast show, so I don't think they will, but I will back them for the purpose of the game. <laughs> Charles, we'll see if they come right. If I beat Melvin, I win. If I don't, I'm leaving. Yeah, just go. <laughs> All right, well, uh, Melvin's gone for Germany to win the World Cup. Charlie's gone for Spain. Ricky, I'm going to go with you now. Who's going to win the World Cup? I think it's going to... I think Argentina are going to have a great World Cup. I think Leo Messi's going to come really close. But I think they're going to fall short. I think Brazil are going to come out on top. I just think after the last World Cup, they they can't have that happen again. They can't, like, you know 
they've got a lot to prove, and I think they're going to do it. Okay, Bex, I'm stick your neck out. Straight. I'm, well, I'm Brazil as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm straight Brazil. Brazil. I'm going to go for France. Really? Yeah, I'm going to go for France. I think they came close in the last World Cup. I think it's a European kind of European yeah. World Cup, which which will help them as well. And I just think they've got so much talent. I think they're an outside bet, and I'm going down to the bookies right now. You don't to say Belgium then. No, oh, I, no, I can't. No, no. I think Golden's going to do it. I don't, I don't think they can. I think um, Martinez might just not be the right guy yeah. to guide that group of players to glory. It's, it's the whole golden generation pressure as well, and they've yeah. got it now. England had it back in the day. I yeah. just think it might be a bit too much for them to bear, but we'll see. Opening game, Russia, Saudi Arabia. Who do you think is going to win it? Uh, Russia going to win that. 2 0. 2 1. 2 1, but saying Russia as well? Yeah, Russia. Okay, there's a big game that I also got them to predict, which was Spain, Portugal. Local derby. I'm in Portugal for it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just happened to be on holiday. I didn't even realise. Portugal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Amazing. I'm going to be in a Portuguese bar drinking (laughs) sagres. What what we said, surely Spain got a bit too much. Yeah, I think Ronaldo's a shadow of his form. It's still a top, don't get me wrong, still a top, top player. Mm. Could still do absolute magic if given the chance, but I think Spain will have too much in. They've got too much in too many areas. I think uh, Portugal rely a lot on on Ronaldo, don't they? Um, I think 3 1 Spain in that one. I think 3 2. Oh, what yeah. a game. I, I, just, I just want that. I'm going with your prediction because I want to have a lovely time and watch a game that ends 3-2. And then on Monday night, this is when stuff gets real. Oh, England v Tunisia, a repeat of the 98 World Cup, the opening game there Gosh, for England yes, yes, right. uh, back in Marseille. Uh, uh, so who's going to win this one? Surely England, but by how much? Do you know what? Tunisia are technically very, very good. Um, I think a lot of people have they're kind of overlooking that. So this is a potential banana skin. Yeah. Um, but I think England. Uh, I think we're going to win this one. Three one and the three one. I think I'm going to say three one. I think I think we're going to go out all guns blazing, take everyone by uh, by surprise and by storm, and then uh, we're going to go on to win the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> In your dreams, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> They've only got a 4% chance, Ricky. <laughs> Bex? Um, I think England 2-1. I, think, I don't think it's going to look good. I think it's going to be, not a shambles, but it's just not going to look pretty, but we're going to do what we need to do in order to win. So yeah, I, two, think, I think that first game, I think England are going to shock everyone. I really do. Wow. I really, really do. I think it might be a similar game to the Nigeria one. I think England might start strong and it'll look That's good, fair. but I'd worry that we might kind of start to tire throughout yeah. the game and Tunisia might start to work out but our game plan. Got, but then we've got someone like Loftus-Cheek, who no one's really talking about, who's got the, the quality to, to run the midfield. He can defend. He's physically uh, like such a such a, a big force. He can see a pass. He can score a goal as well. Uh, we've got we've got options. We've got Lingard to come off the bench. We've got Vardy. It's fine. We've got Rashford. At the end of the day, going forward, I think there are a lot of options, and that's a good thing. Defense, defense is a bit shaky. Yes, I agree with that. I agree with that. But like I said before, I think I think people are going to go out to outscore people rather than hang on to a one nil or do you know what I mean? Like hang on to like a a pragmatic a pragmatic lead. So I think I think in that in that sense, we'll hit a lot of team, teams on the break, and it'll play to the strengths of a lot of the players in the team, uh, like a Premier League style. And I think we'll do well. I think we'll win two 0 I think we'll score quite an early goal. Mm-hmm. We'll be hanging on for about maybe halfway through the game. Tunisia might tire and then we'll get a second hopefully late on to, to wrap it all up and that will be a wonderful Monday evening. One up front or two up front? What do you reckon? Uh, it's got to be. I think it's got to be Kane on his yeah, own. Kane on his own. Definitely. Although I would love to go 4-4-2. Four, four, <laughs> I'd say 3-5-2, mate. I know. I think, I think you've got to go the one up front yeah. but maybe you could have like 
a Sterling or an Ali in behind to kind of give it that second striker feel, I, but I more just, of a number 10. I, do you remember that the Liverpool team with Sturridge and Suarez and Sterling? And Rodgers played three at the back so he could incorporate Sterling and Suarez up front. It works. It, it's proven. So if we're, if we're brave enough... Vardy can stretch teams because Kane doesn't really stretch a team. He's he's like more clinical on the edge of the box. So if we can stretch them as well as have that threat of Kane in front of goal, I think we I think we're onto a winner. But that's just me. What do I know? Well, let's see how this goes during the World Cup <laughs> squad goals. Uh, we're going to be analysing the World Cup as it goes along. So to Bex, thank you very much. Thank you. To Rick, thank you very much. Thanks for having me, bro. We'll be back soon. See you later. Later. Bye. Squad goals from Kiss FM UK. 